reading from Matthew chapter 14. You can be seated this morning. Go ahead and I'll just read and we'll get into the word. Matthew 14. Again, it's great to see you in this house. Verse 25, it says, In the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. Straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. When Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. Beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand, caught him, said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? When they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. Second Corinthians 5 and 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. So this morning we're going to talk about walking on water. Let's pray for the lesson this morning. Lord, we love you and thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of faith. Lord, today let us hear what you would say. Let it encourage us, strengthen us in our walk. Be good ground in our hearts today. Let the word find good ground and just grow and prosper and do all that it's sent forth to do. We ask it in Jesus' name and everyone said amen one more time. Amen. Give him a hand clap for his word this morning. Hallelujah. Walking on water. You know, the people use that today sometimes as a almost like a, a negative thing. They'll say, oh, they think they walk on water. You know, trying to act like um, we think we're better than somebody or somebody might think they're better than somebody. They, they kind of, you know, oh, you think, in other words, they're trying to say you think you're perfect or you think you're like the Lord, but... Um, there was two men on the water that day, Jesus and Peter. And uh, so anytime anybody tells you you can't do something, if the Lord did it, you can do it. Because he said, the things I do, you shall do. And he proved that to them while they were there. But when I say walking on water, I don't just mean literally like we're going to start trying to go you know, out to a lake somewhere and say, let's see what happens when we step out of the boat. Because that wasn't uh, the intent or the purpose of Peter taking his uh, steps on the water either. It wasn't just to, to be a show, and there was, there's no reason for me to be able to walk on water. Uh, it wouldn't accomplish anything. It would just be for my own benefit. But, uh, you know, but there's so many things that try to drown us in this life. And... I think mainly what God would want us to see from this passage is that it's not about the actual walking on water, but it's uh, that you have power and dominion to walk on top of things that could destroy you. You know, we've heard the term lost at sea. Someone goes overboard and they never find a body. They're lost, they're gone, the water swallowed them up, and that's the end of it. Or people have died at sea, there's been burials at sea. It's, uh, and we know from the 
time that we're a child or when you have children, you're always careful with them around water because you know that if they don't swim or don't swim well or if the water is moving, if there's a, a bad riptide, if something it could pull them out, we know that it could take their life. And what the Lord sh shows us here is that we are able to walk on top of the things that could drown us. When we have faith in the word, we have authority. We can walk in the authority of God's word. And Peter had to hear from the Lord that day. It wasn't when he said, if this you bid me to come, and the Lord just swung his arm, or he didn't whistle at him, he didn't wave his hand, but he said, come. And that one word was all the authority that Peter needed to defy the, the nature of his existence. Uh, the physics all changed for his better. You know, everything that would normally happen would not happen. It's amazing what faith in God's word can do. It can change the natural. Uh, it, it, you know, the water was still water. And he was still flesh and blood. But now it had the ability to do something that everybody else sitting in the boat couldn't do. He could walk on the water. And when we can start getting uh, this concept that the word of God is sharp and powerful. <laughs> and it's, it's like a two-edged sword. When we begin to understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God and, and that uh, so everything is subject to the word of God. If it was created by the word, it's under the subjection of the word. And so the world we live in today, when we walk by faith, faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word. And when we begin to apply the word of God in our life, see, that's the only goal today is that we would all learn to trust God's word and have faith in it don't just enjoy reading it but have faith in it learn to trust what God's word says Hebrews the writer in Hebrews reminded the saints of God he said let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering for he is faithful that promised oh I'll tell you you know, Peter's profession was this. That first step out of the boat, that was the profession of his faith in the word that Jesus spoke. And when we begin to hold on to what God has done in our life, by faith we came to him, by faith we sought him, by faith we repented of our sins or were born again of water and spirit, and, and by faith we've been called into this life. When we realize that God called me into this life, and he didn't call me out to get to where he is so that this world could swallow me up or drown me. He didn't call you into a place. It, it may be capable of doing that if you let it. But he said, I'll never call you somewhere that you're unable to defeat. I'll never call you into a place that there's no way you could uh, win this battle, that you could make it through this. I'll never call you into a place where you will simply be destroyed. And, and even though they were out in the midst of a stormy sea, he knew that, Peter, if you can believe the word that I'm about to speak, you can walk right on top of the things that could swallow you up. You could be lost in this ocean forever. You could be lost right here, and we'd never find you again. But 
my word has the power to give you the ability to walk to where I am, to get to the place that you want to be just by walking by faith. That's why Paul would say, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course and I have kept the faith. The only way you fight a good fight is when you keep the faith. And the only way you finish this race, this course, is if you keep the faith. And that means he had to keep the faith when he was stoned and left for dead. He had to keep the faith when he was in the the deep uh, for three days and three nights. And he had to keep the faith through the betrayals and and the the people searching for his life and, and being locked in prison. He had to keep the faith when things weren't always miracle signs and wonders and, and seeing angels and talking in tongues and, and uh, just having revival. He had to keep the faith because he knew that this is the only way that I'm going to finish my course. The only way I get to where Jesus is. And that was Peter's whole goal. He said, Lord, if that's you, Bid me to come to you. I want to come to where you are. I want to come to you. I don't want to go out here and do handstands on the water and make a show for everybody in the boat. I'm not here to do this for their benefit. I simply want to be where you are. You're not in the boat. You're out there. Then I want to be there. I want to get out of the place where people are afraid. Uh, They were all afraid. It's a spirit when they saw him and, and they cried out for fear. Peter said, I don't want to stay where fear is at, but I want to conquer fear through faith. And if that's actually you, then I know you'll answer me and you'll give me a word. And he simply said one single word. It's never recorded that he said anything different. He simply said, come. Everything that he needed was in one word. Walk to me, Peter. Come to where I am. Walk on the water. Conquer this. Have dominion over this. Don't let this scare you. Don't be afraid of what's going on around you. Just simply walk to me. I've asked you to come. I've given you a command. Come to where I am. And when God calls you out of darkness into his marvelous light, when he calls you into this walk of faith, when he says, take up the cross daily and follow me, he knows that you can complete this journey. He knows that if you'll just listen to what he has said, if you'll have faith, I mean total faith in the word of God. We've got to to not just let the word of God be decoration for our hand towels and throw pillows. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of good scriptures out there and they, they look real good on a sign hanging on the wall and they look real good on your shirt and on your shoestrings and things like that. But friend, if you... We don't need to just hang the word up on our walls. We need to hang on to the word. We need to be hanging on every word of God. God, what? You ever heard somebody say that? I'm just, they're just hanging on every word. That's the way we need to be about the scripture. I'm just hanging on every word of God. I'm hanging on to the word of God. Oh, the wind's blowing. Things are getting rough. Things are getting bad. But I'm hanging on to the word of God. And, you know, today some people live by a code. you got clubs and groups, and they live by a creed or rules, or they have a discipline that they go by. But, but the Bible says that we live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We live. We live. Not just, I'm not, and I'm not just talking about normal day-to-day, nine-to-five, seven-days-a-week type 
living, that, that's true too. Not just that. But when something comes against us to destroy us, or something tries to kill us, or something wants to drown us, we live. Psalm 118 and 17, the psalmist said, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Why would you even mention dying if there was no chance of it? But he said, there's things that have come against me that tried to take my life. They tried to take me out. They tried to do me in. But I shall not die but live, and I'm going to declare the works of the Lord. I'm going to tell somebody that there's still no weapon formed against me that's going to prosper. God called me into this life, and, and, and if he called me into it, he can keep me in it and get me through it, and I can hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant, one day. We need to start having faith in the word of God. And not be afraid when the fiery furnace is lit up. Or not be afraid when the storm comes raging in. And not be afraid when things start going sideways in our life. But remember, God called me into this. And, and God can keep me and watch over me. I have committed the keeping of my soul unto him, the scripture says, as unto a faithful creator. I've got to trust him. And if I trust him, I've got to trust him with me. Well, I trust the Lord. Well, do you trust him with your life? I'm not just talking about will he keep you, but do you trust him with your life? Can you commit that keeping unto him? Say, God, here I am, and I want you to order my steps. I want you to lead me. You be my shepherd. Quit letting Psalm 23 be the only thing you read at a funeral and let it be something you live by. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Oh, he leads me. He guides me. He protects me. He prepares tables uh, before me. He, he makes my cup to run over. God's taking care of me. We've got to be able to have faith in the word of God. We're going to start uh, walking on water. Things that seem, uh, uh, again, you, you know, I could just step over this rail right here and, and I'm going I'm, I'm to be wet. I'm going to sink. I'm not going to be standing on top of the water. It's not going to happen. But what happened that day for Peter was that God gave him the authority. Again, the water didn't become solid. It was still water. He didn't have on a set of skis or floats on his feet. No, he was, he was flesh and blood was walking on water because the word gave it the authority. God created man in this life and gave us dominion. He gave us dominion in this world. And that dominion was given to Adam at the beginning by the word. And the word has given us dominion today. Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And God has given us his word. The sword of the spirit. And there are things that we can defend. And things that we can attack. And things that we can do. Because death and life is still in the power of the tongue. And there are things that we can do. God can give us. Through our word and through the word, speaking the word, that we can uh, declare it and it will come to pass. I have heard testimonies of older saints and different things. I, I remember how that uh, there's been people that said we were right uh, in our home and that there was a tornado and you could see it. It was coming. It was coming across the field and it was ripping things up and, and we had nowhere to go. We didn't have a basement. We didn't have anywhere to go. And, we, and so I went out on the front porch and I said, Lord, in the name of Jesus, 
you've got to stop this thing. They said, and that tornado spun back up into the cloud. He said, well, you believe that? I, I do believe it. I do believe that because I do believe that God has given us, if he could say, peace be still, the things that he has done, we're going to do, and greater things shall we do. He gave us that. He said, that's going to come because I go away and because you'll be filled with my spirit. You're going to have power after that the Holy Ghost comes upon you. But it's word power. It's power in what we speak. That's why he would say, bind some things, loose some things. I'm not actually got, got a rope where I'm binding up things or setting things free. It's with your word. Bind it with your word. Loose it with your word. Call it to be, even when it doesn't exist now, but you can call things into existence. Speaking those things into existence. Friend, God wants us to live. And we are able Again, to walk on water. Those things that, want, you know, something, it, it could be anything, but you can't have power over it. You may have been fighting it a long time. Maybe it's an addiction, but you know what? You can walk on top of that. You can put it under your feet and walk on top. It doesn't change the fact that the addiction is still the addiction, but God will give you authority over that. Where you can say, get behind me, get under my feet, get out of my life. We have the ability to live for God. We have the ability to go to him. That's the scripture says that we can come boldly before that throne. We can come to him and in our time of need that we can find help. And, and so I know that I can come to him. And I know that whenever I get in trouble, I can come to him. And whenever there's a situation, that there's a place, I've got to cross this if I want to get to where he wants me to be. I want to get to where you are, Jesus. But I see this sea between us. Come on. There ain't nothing that can stand between you and God. Nothing shall separate us from the love of God. And friend, oh, uh, if, we, you know, if we would just not make this word and just narrow it down to a yearly bread chart and, and, and just uh, you know, things like that. But if we would just meditate on this word, blessed is the man, the scripture says, for his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law does he meditate day and night. And, and when you make this word your life, when your creed, when your code, when your rules or your discipline come from this book, oh, you're living a different life. It doesn't mean that you need to walk around with your head lifted up and, and acting like you're better than everybody else. But, but you know that there's something different going on inside of me. The Bible says I have been born again. Not by corruptible seed, but by incorruptible, the word of God. And if this new life consists and is in, in if it's conceived and brought to the birth by the word, then it will be fed by the word. It will be supported by the word. It will be maintained by the word. How can I begin in the spirit and then be made perfect in the flesh? What Paul wrote to the church in Galatians said, how can you, you've begun in the spirit, now you think you're made perfect by the flesh. Oh, we don't get born again and then go back to doing the things of this world, but now we walk the walk. We walk in the newness of life. And we walk on top of things that knowing we are more, the scripture says, than conquerors through him. Well, who is he? He is the word made flesh that dwelt 
dwelt among us. That's who he is. And so I realized that I cannot get away from this in any form or fashion. It was the word that hung on the cross that saved me. It's the word that causes me to be born again. It is the word that gives me breath. It is the word that frames the worlds. It is the word that I have to have to live. I cannot have faith without the word. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. I've got to have the word. We have, you know, this thing with Peter. We, we've preached it many times that, well, Peter sank because he took his eyes off Jesus. But let me offer an alternative theory. Because I don't think that's the, I don't think that's the case. Because it wasn't seeing Jesus that gave him the ability to walk on water. It get, might have given him the desire. Oh, that's, if the Lord's there, that's where I want to go. But he said, I need a word. So, I think Jesus was in the picture. I don't think he was more than an arm's length away. Because of what happened later in the story. But I see him seeing Jesus from the boat. If it's you, Lord, bid me to come unto you on the water. Come. So I'm walking toward him. But Jesus was not standing in a calm place. It wasn't like a, a blue skies in an oasis where he was. It, uh, it was they were, the boat was rocking. The, the, they saw him walking in the waves and, and they thought it was a spirit. There they, they was a storm all around. So it didn't matter what he saw. When he saw Jesus, he still saw what was going on. But it's when he lost faith in the word. He stopped believing that Jesus gave him that authority over the water. He could see it all. Jesus, he could see the wind. He could see water. He said, he, he sees the wind boisterous. He was afraid. Fear. You can't have faith and fear in that same place, man. And, and, and all of a sudden, he was just like he was when he was in the boat. He was afraid again. And it was his fear. And he began to sink. Oh, he began to go down. And, and it wasn't because he couldn't see Jesus. It was because he lost faith in the word. And that's what happens to people so many times on this walk. It's not that they don't believe in Jesus. It's not that they don't think that he did something for them at the altar one day. But they no longer have faith in the word that he said, come. And it's the, that's the same message at the end of the book of Revelation. Uh, in the spirit and the bride, they say, come. Jesus wants you somewhere else. He wants you walking by faith. He wants you moving forward in faith. And he wants you going into places through faith. But many times we lose faith in the word. I'll never doubt that Jesus died for me. And, and people say that all the time. But I'm just not sure if he called me to, to preach. Or if he called me to be a missionary. If he called me to minister. Or, or I, I'm just not sure, not sure about what. And you're sinking. Oh, you come off the, when you leave the altar or you come out of that baptistry, you're walking on water. Man, you've defeated everything. Your sins have been washed away. You're feeling great. Oh, my goodness. But, but then you've got to go back out into the real world. But you still now have something different going on. The things that used to pull you down don't have that power anymore unless you yield to it. Unless you give in to it. Unless you start having fear again. But if you could just remind yourself, hey, 
Jesus said, I, I, I believe if Peter would have said, wait a second, he said, come. Man, them, that water would have been like stairs. And he just started walking back up to the top of it. But, but he lost his faith in the word. You know, we always say, well, seeing's believing. And maybe that's true. But that doesn't always mean something positive. Because sometimes, listen, seeing does more to destroy our faith than it does to help it. Because when it says, when Peter saw the wind boisterous, that's when fear set in. And sometimes when they saw Goliath, they started hiding behind the tents and and hiding and shaking. They would see Goliath come walking out and everybody got scared and went and hid. And and, uh, so just... When you see something, it doesn't always mean, well, hey, that's good. Seeing's believing. Yeah, you know what? Seeing helps you believe that you ain't got no hope. Sometimes seeing how bad things are in the natural causes you to lose your faith, to lose your walk. Yeah, seeing causes you to believe a lot of things. You can see the doctor's report and say, hmm, there ain't no hope for me. Yeah, you can, see, you can see a lot of things in the natural and think there's no way this can be fixed. And that right there is simply just like closing the book and stopping up your ears. And you're no longer hearing what God said, that all things are possible through them that believe. That nothing shall be impossible to the Lord. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? We all of a sudden forget that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. We forget that we can submit ourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. So don't get hung up on this well seeing is believing because we walk by faith. Not by sight. Again, that doesn't mean that faith is blind. It just says we don't walk by sight. I could still see. He could still see Jesus. But he forgot what he heard. That he could walk on water. The word, the faith in the word that Jesus spoke. That's what gave him that ability. And I have not seen Jesus. You know, uh, we say that figuratively a lot of times. Well, I've seen the Lord move today, but what you saw was the effects of the Lord, but you didn't actually see the Lord. When we say that, uh, you know, in Hebrews 12, we we run the race looking unto Jesus, the Scripture says, the author and finisher of our faith. The word looking means to consider attentively. So that means I've got my attention, and I'm considering uh, very, uh, my attention is focused on the Lord, and uh, but but we hadn't seen him really, not in our flesh, not like uh, you know. I have not looked at him and saw what he looks like. We see all these pictures painted of him, and I think we're probably going to be surprised if we wouldn't just know him because it's him. We'd be like, well, you don't look that that picture hanging on my grandmama's wall. You don't look nothing like Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> You know, it's like these pictures that they've pictured, painted. Oh, man, it's, it's. One day we're going to see him. And I'll know him and he'll know me. And I'll just, I'll know that's who it is because there's no way the creature can meet the creator and not know who he is. In First Peter, he said this, First Peter 1, 8 and 9, he said, Whom having not seen you love... In whom though now you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your soul. We believe in him, even though we haven't seen him. We love him, even though we haven't seen him. Because we have seen what the effects of the word are 
or is in our life, what it has done, how it has changed us, how it has worked and made things better. We understand that God is doing great things in our life. In John uh, chapter 20 and verse 29, the Lord said, Blessed are they that have not seen, and yet they have believed. Well, Thomas, you, because you've seen me, you believe, but what about those that have never seen me? Blessed are they that have not seen, and yet they have believed. Listen, not seeing Jesus does not mean that we don't have faith. Job said, I've looked on the in front, behind, on both sides of me, all around. I, I, I cannot perceive him. But what I have never forgotten is that he knows the way I take. So he had faith. But neither does seeing him mean we have it. There's a lot of times that they walked with him, watched what he had done. And he would say, how is it you have no faith? So how do we look or see Jesus? How are we looking unto Jesus? Who is he? Well, the Bible says he's the, the image of the invisible God. Of course, that image has died, resurrected, and ascended. So we haven't seen that. But John 1 and 1 says, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14, it says, and the Word was made flesh. That's Jesus. He is the Word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. So we live by the Word. The just shall live by faith. We live by the Word. So if I want to see Jesus, if I want to consider him attentively, look unto him, I look at the Word because he is the Word. Revelation 19 and 13 said his name is called the Word of God. He was the Word when he was manifest. He was, he was the Word in creation. He's the Word in Revelation. He's, he's the Word. And so I read his Word. I study his Word. I meditate on his Word. I receive his Word. I believe his Word. And I live by his Word. That's how I look at him. You're not going to know anything else. I know a lot of times we say a lot of people learn about Jesus by watching the way you, you live. And, and they can learn a little bit. But they'll never be saved by your walk. That's, they've still got to believe the word and obey the word and be born again by the word. And so for Peter, it was the authority of the word that gave him the ability as long as he trusted and had faith in it. Because Isaiah tells us God's word will not return unto him void. When the Lord gave that word come, it meant Peter was supposed to get all the way to where Jesus was. The only time it doesn't, uh, it can't operate like it should is when we don't have faith in it. It still had the same power. He just had to believe it all the way to Jesus. Just like Paul said, I kept the faith all the way to the end. You're going to hold on to this all the way to Jesus. And if you want to walk on things that could drown you, if you want to walk on things that could swallow you up and destroy you, things that, that can cause fear in your life, remember the word, trust in it, walk in it, believe it, because God gave you that word. Peter asked for the word, and, and he got a word, and then he walked. And See, this is why you can't just show up, you know, Sometimes people they think, well, just showing up and showing up's good. But listen, you can show up and still sink. Because a lot of people think just just by sitting in the seat, that's enough. You still gotta believe the word. Yeah. Listen, we can feed the homeless. 
we can, we can donate, we can do this, that, and the other, but friend, until we, until we believe the word, we're always going to be sinking. We're not going to be saved by our works. Oh, we, we should be, uh, we should have good works, and we should remember the poor, and we should be kind to everyone, and we're supposed to love everybody, even the way Jesus loves people. So we should reach out, help, do all the things that we can do. But if we are not believing in the word of God, that is, man, that's just works without faith. And listen, if faith without works is dead, works without faith is dead too. So we've got to have faith in God, and then the works will follow. Have faith most of all, because without faith it's impossible to please him. Peter didn't lose sight of Jesus. He lost faith in the word, and he doubted. He got afraid. He started sinking. When you stop walking by faith in the word, you will. Your life, everything, it begins to sink. The Lord never intended us to be under these things, but to be above them. And if our fear of the natural is greater than our faith in the word, we will sink. Hear what I just said. This world is going crazy. There's always something in the news that could just cause you to have stress and anxiety and panic. But if our fear in the things that are happening in this world are greater than our faith, we won't make it. We've got to be able to endure to the end. The word will give you the authority and the ability to keep walking. Keep walking. It's, it's not, listen, it's not just seeing a preacher in church on Sunday, but it's hearing what the Lord is saying. What is the word? The word has always meant to keep us on top. God designed it like that. He said uh, the word would make you above. In Deuteronomy, after he had brought his people out of Egypt, he said this to them, 28 and 1. It shall come to pass, if you will hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Observe and do all his commandments, which I command you this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above, above all nations of the earth. Nations that don't believe like you, that hate you and want to destroy you, you will be above them. The result of it in verse 13 says, And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail, above only, above only, and thou shalt not be beneath, if you hearken unto the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day to observe and to do them. The word was always meant to lift his people up. Were they above or on high above all nations because they saw the cloud by day and the fire by night. It wasn't because they saw the Red Sea parted. It wasn't because of the miracles in Egypt. But it was because they kept the word of the Lord. That set them above all the nations of the world. And what do we do when we see our friend and our brother and sister sinking? What do we do? We start quoting and praying the word. When somebody calls you up and tells you they're going through something, we start reminding them he's the healer of all of our diseases. That's scripture. He will never leave or forsake you. Again, scripture. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You are more than conquerors through him. Thanks be to God that gives us the victory. He loves you. He forgives you. He fixes you. He builds the waste places. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. Nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. Friend, I'm telling you over and over again, we're no weapon formed against you. When I rise, fall, I shall arise. We're constantly just quoting the word because we have no advice. We have no help to offer really outside of the word of God. 
The word will teach you how to overcome. It'll teach you how to help others overcome. And, and so when people are asking you, I mean, I know there's things in the natural that we could give advice about. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, you shouldn't jump out of an airplane without a parachute. I don't think that's a good idea. There's natural things, sure, you can give advice about. I wouldn't jump out of one with a parachute. But, uh, but when it comes to our people, they're struggling. We start quoting the word. I pray for you. Well, why? Because the word has authority. And prayer uh, gives us uh, an, 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 uh, an audience with the king. And, and we get into his presence. We begin to intercede for you. And intercession uh, has saved more people than we'll probably ever know. That somebody stood in like Moses did and interceded for people. And, and God spared them. So, so I'm telling you, the word is what we've got to hang on to. We've got to hold on to the word. And, and Peter had a word, and it helped him that day walk on water, defy the elements, stay on top of what could drown him. It put him above the, the water. And if he had just kept faith in one word, it's almost like Adam and Eve. If you had just had faith in that commandment, don't eat of that tree. Just that one tree. Everything else, have at it. One tree. Didn't do it. That's why we're here today. Listen, the word of God is strong enough to keep you going in any situation. I'm not more than a conqueror because I've seen Jesus. And I'm not more than a conqueror because uh, I'm the baddest man alive. That's not, that's not true. I haven't seen him, but I have seen the effects of him. I've seen the evidence of him. Faith is the evidence of things unseen. Yes, the substance of things hoped for, but it's the evidence of things unseen. And I have seen the unseen work in my life. I never saw a single one. I never saw a single one of the people that Hebrews talks about a great cloud of witnesses. I've never seen any of those people that it lists in Hebrews 11. But I have read their stories. And because of the word, I know their victories I know their struggles, I know their triumphs, and that gives me faith. And Jesus led them out of the city after he was resurrected. He was received up out of their sight. But they still had his word. Go tarry in Jerusalem till you be endued with power from on high. Because the Holy Ghost is going to give you power, word power, because it's my spirit and I am the word. It will lead you in all truth. The Bible says his word is truth. It will never lead you outside. The Spirit of the Holy Ghost will never lead you outside of truth, outside of God's word. Jesus defeated every temptation in the wilderness by saying, it is written. He was able to come out on top, be above because of the word. And Jesus gave us power over all. He said, over all the power of the enemy. The enemy, and, and that's one thing. The enemy can do a lot of things, but he can't do anything with the word. He cannot defeat the word of God. He cannot defeat God's counsel. He can misuse it. He can twist it, but he can't change it. So he can't beat it. <laughs> so it's not what you see. It's what you have faith in that's most powerful. So don't be like those people in the scripture saying, Lord, show us a sign. Have faith. He said, an evil generation seeks after a sign. I don't want to be an evil generation. And then finally, as Peter, and honey, you can come on up to the music. 
as Peter was, we know he was walking, he began to sink, but even that last act was an act of faith. And he cried unto the Lord, save me. Peter cried, Lord, save me. Well, that's word. Psalm 3 and 4 says that I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. Selah. In Psalm 34 and 6, he said, This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of his troubles. So the word, he cried out. He was using his faith in a different way now. Crying out, calling on the Lord. And the word, Jesus responded, and he stretched forth his hand. That's scripture too. Psalm 37 and 24. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholdeth him in his hand. They both came back to the ship. Walking. He got back up on top. Because the Lord wasn't, wasn't doing that. Wasn't swimming with him with his arm around his neck. Hang on, Peter. Come on. He wasn't dragging him through the waves. They both walked back to the ship. They both got back to the boat. Because Peter, even though he had lost his faith, he found it quickly again. Some people just drown. Pride, ego, whatever it is that causes them to not call out on God. But he said, ah, not going down, not when the Lord's right here. Lord, save me. They both came back to the ship walking on water. That's what happens when you have faith in his name. You might have been sinking, but there's always a hand ready to pull you back up. Let's stand together this morning. I'm so thankful for the many times. I've, hey, I've had bad days. I, you've heard me say it before. I've had days where I cried, where I wondered, where I was confused. But I've never had a day that wanted me to stop serving the Lord. I never thought, well, this is a bad day. There's got to be something better than serving God. On my worst day, I, I, there's, there's one knowledge burned into my brain, into my soul, into my spirit that there ain't nothing better than serving God. And so the old song says, I, I've had bad days. I've had hills to climb. There's, but listen, I'm not going to ever shake my fist at God and murmur at Him and think, you don't know what you're doing. You, you told me to come out here and, and then you let me sink. No, I didn't let you sink. You started sinking because you stopped believing. This is where you wanted to be, remember? You asked to come out here. And I gave you the authority and the permission to do so. Well, 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 well. I'm thankful that he's as close as calling his name. But it's time for us to start being water walkers. Now, does it mean, again, like the world says, oh, you think you walk on water? No, it's not like that. Not like we're more perfect or better or got some kind of, you know, 
in with God that nobody else can have, but simply we realize that God has given me authority. I'm not going to lose my mind over what's happening in the news. I'm not going to go crazy during the next election if whoever I vote for doesn't get in office. I'm not going to, uh, you know, I'm not going to do the things that this world does because I know that God has given us the authority to keep walking, walking on top of. Walking. David said it. I ran through a troop, leaped over a wall. I mean, I, you can't lose with God. You might get wet sometimes, but when you call on His name, He'll always get you back to the boat. You'll live to fight another day. Praise God. Let's lift our hands and pray together this morning. Lord, thank you for the word today, for the instruction, for the encouragement. Lord, I pray that we'll have that kind of faith today. Lord, that we'll begin to walk on the things that are trying to drag us down. Put them under our feet. Put them behind us. Lord, no more chains, no more addictions, anxiety and stress, depression, fear, whatever it might be. That today, Lord, it is conquered. When you said it is finished on the cross, it finished everything. So, Lord, today we believe, God, that we can be victorious, that we can come to where you want us to be, and it's going to happen in Jesus' name.